It's a Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, episode 33, State Testing. Good morning, good afternoon, happy plan time. Happy remote learning in your basement time. If you're still <laughs> teaching at home, I think some people are. Uh, I am Mike, principal extraordinaire from Lansing, Illinois. And this is Josh Buckley, a social studies teacher from Mesa, Arizona. And we want to welcome you to the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, where we go into the idea of taking those, those, those punk rock mindset, passion, unity, and DIY, and sprinkling it through our classrooms and our schools. Yeah, you don't have to have, you know, your Converse and your your shorts covering your knees with your grandpa's Argyle socks pulled up. We all can be punks here at the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast. It's all about bringing that that punk rock mindset, Josh, right? To our that, classrooms. That's and right. And and so today we're talking today we are talking state testing. We're talking yes. state assessments because it is testing season, Mike. Yeah, it's it's everyone's favorite time of year. You know, <laughs> Said no one ever, except Pearson. The, Pearson right, right. really loves it. They, no they one love else. March and April. It's yeah, it's testing season, and you know I'm excited to talk about this. It's weird saying I'm excited to talk about state testing, but you know the reason is like last year nobody did state testing, and everyone in the educational world you saw on Twitter, Instagram, yeah. Facebook was like, "Hey, look." we continue to move on without state assessments. Do we really need them? And then this year comes and everything is still a mess. Like you got some kids at home, some in school, you know, this, these kids are doing this, but then it's like, Oh no, you guys are also going to still going to take your state assessment this year. And it's like, okay, is there, what, what is really the purpose and the goal and what are we going to get out of it this year? You know, like in Illinois. All right. In Illinois, we've been, and I, I can't speak for the other states, but we were told, hey, you're still going to take IAR. It's not going to count against you. It's not going it, to, it, your scores don't matter. They're not going for anything. We just want to get a baseline. We just want to get knowledge to see what the kids have learned. And there's a lot of educators that, one, don't believe that statement. And they said, <laughs> okay, you, you are going to come back somehow and say, hey, you, you know, this is where you fell and here's what I were yeah. going to do. Um, but then I just, I don't understand why we're forced to still take this. You know, we can't have any of our remote kids do it from home. They have to come in to do it. Yeah. So we have 163 out of 525 kids. I offered it to my remote kids to come, to come in in the afternoons to take it. And I've got parents who just aren't comfortable bringing their kids in. Yeah. And like, how do I tell them on the phone? Like, don't worry, just stay home. <laughs> like without, you know, like I, I was, right. you know, I can't, but it's just, what is the purpose of us doing state testing right now? Well, you know? I, that's, I mean, that's the big thing, right? Because the idea, so the purpose behind state testing, if we really like the idea is like, well, it's supposed to let you know where kids are at, what kind of supports they need for the next year, where their right. gaps and learning are. But the problem is that we know that every kid in our classrooms this year 
is is learning in an incredibly unique circumstance. So right. these these test scores are going to be like that asterisk next to them, right? It's going to be Mike. It's going to be the McGuire. It's going to be the McGuire home run record, and it's going to have the asterisk next to it. Except it's going to be. We might see the opposite of the McGuire home runs. Like like, we're gonna we're gonna see. Like we know what we're gonna see, but what this test isn't measuring, and this is the thing that I think is the most important, is all the stuff that our kids have learned this year. Right, like that that test is not going to measure how they, you know, how the resiliency of being learners during a pandemic, it's not going to, it's not going to show you all of the skills they learned about, look, my kids have never had to like the amount of stuff that we're having kids email and Google docs and all of this stuff that kids are learning how to collaborate virtually. All of that stuff is not on the state test, right? No, none of it. None of it. And so what we're going to do is we're going to go like, well, we know that this year has been this year has been difficult. We know that last year we interrupted learning at the end of last year. We're still going to test you, though, because we want to be able to see, look, we missed some stuff. Well, no crap. We missed some stuff. But like I'm 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 with you on this. Like, what is the purpose? And like, I think the purpose is a couple of testing companies would still like to make some money. And so right. they've convinced folks that, nah, we got to do the testing because it's going to let us know where our kids are at. And, and I'm going to tell you, when, when teachers get students next year, they're not going to look back at this, this data and go like, well, I wonder how they did last year on the state assessment. In the 2021 school and the, year. In the 2021 school year. What they're going to do is they're going to do what teachers always do. They're going to they're going to do those pretests with their kids when they come right. into that brand new grade level to see where they're, you know, what their reading skills are, what their literacy skills are, what their math skills are. That's going to help them determine how to use their how to how to teach next year. Right. Assessments yeah. with that asterisk next to it are just we're just going to go like, well, of course, like if they're not like of course they're going to not be perfect, right? We know that they're not going to be great. We know that this has been a challenging year and it feels like this is an exercise and just, it feels like it's a way for folks to say like, oh man, you guys didn't do your job. Right. right? Cause, and, and that's what I think edu- some of the educators are worried about. Like somebody's going to take this data, if you even want to call it that and say, well, despite everything, you still weren't reaching your students. You still weren't teaching this, or you you didn't do what we expected. You missed the standard. Like, <laughs> and and what's frustrating is, so we we just got kids back March sixteenth, right. right? And now everyone's in a good groove. The kids are comfortable. The staff's comfortable. And you know, it's like, okay, well, guess what? Now we're gonna we're gonna take in another entire week, right? We're third, fourth, and third through eighth grade. Our district will not have any. Because let's face it, and my I've talked to my team leaders about this. When it's state assessment time, you're not diving into any. You're not teaching no, new. You're content not getting into new content because the kids sit there and take this test, and then it's more like the rest of the days review and kind of chill and like let's. We're just we're we're not diving into anything new. So. There's already the complaint. We've lost all this, this teaching and we've lost the, the, all this learning time. So right. now we, we have to stop everything again to take this, which we're not going to get these results in Illinois. We always get the results in the fall of next year. So 
the you can't make any decisions, will, right? You can't make any decisions right. about how to teach your kids if you get it that late. It's just, it seems like, and I think you, you said it best. And I, there's just a loss of money for some, somebody. And, you know, it's like, we're trying and, and I, and I don't want anyone to lose their job. I don't like, but I just feel this is just another hoop that all of us are jumping through. Right. You know, we had the option. Um, we were told you can either take the assessment now or you can take it in the fall. Yeah. Now, if you choose to take it in the fall, your fifth graders who are now sixth graders, you have to bring them back to take this assessment. Your eighth graders who are now freshmen in high school. Now to. we're not we're not like you, you know. Our you're not a unified, you're not a unified no, district. Yeah. Our high school is a separate district. We now have to invite because high school is not going to give an eighth grade test. No. We would have to invite them back at some point. Who which eighth grader is going to come back to take a test? Oh, and I'm really excited I, to come back to my elementary school and take a test. It, <laughs> so we were talking as a is an administrative team, you know. Yeah. It's it's if we if we if we did it in the fall, we would have our map testing in the fall. We would take our state assessment in the fall. We would take map in the winter. And then in the spring, we would right. take, we would, we would take the state assessment again for that year, as well as our final map, which is a lot of, that's a lot of assessment for right. kids when we're just hopefully trying to get back to right. what we do. And it's just, you know, I've, I've talked to a lot of the other administrators in my district. Um, our middle school started this week and it's been going well. Um, day one, as always, you know, some hiccups with technology and stuff. Yeah. By today, day four, they said it was smooth sailing. Boom. Within five minutes, the kids were on there. And the kids in middle, the eighth grade kids testing this week, they said have done phenomenal. They're taking it seriously. They're taking their time. They're not just rushing through it, which is good. You know, so you know, maybe we'll, we'll get some, some, some good data out of it. But like for my teachers, you know, when they sat down and they're like, why are we doing this? And I said, look, guys, we have to, Yeah. I don't want us to stress over it. Like, you know, some other administrators I've talked to are kind of stressing out about, you know, if we have more, we, one, we can't put more than 50 kids in a room. Yeah. So when my remote kids that do come, if I have 55 show up, now I have to find another spot for five. It's a big like logistical planning yeah. mess. Yeah. But I just was like, look, we're going to set this up how it is. I've got my survey that's gone out to parents to RSVP for your spot. And it's going to be what it is. Like, we're not going to stress about it because there's yeah. bigger things to worry about this year. And now right. our school, and I've said it on the show, our school for the last three years now has been labeled in Illinois as underperforming or, or and then they switched it to a nice title where it's um, a, like a, 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 a satisfactory school with an underperforming sub. So like your TSI, right? You have a, it's yeah. the, like your, you have a couple subgroups that you need to work on. Right. So last year we didn't take the state assessment. So we got, Oh, you just keep your label. Right now, this year, um, this year, we don't. They said because it's not going to count, so there's no chance to get out of that designation anyway. Right, so right. It's it's uh, yeah. I I think you hit it. This idea of like you talked about this idea of like, look, people continue to talk about the loss of learning, right? 
That's what they keep talking about is this idea of loss of learning. And the funniest thing when we, when we think about loss of learning, okay, so if you think that there's been, or however you want to label it, learning opportunity loss, that's what my superintendent likes to call it is the, they didn't lose learning. They lost the opportunity to learn some of this stuff. And what do we do? What do we do when, you know, you've got, we've, we've, we've just said, okay, we kids have, have lost time in the classroom virtual, maybe didn't work for everybody. Or, you know, we went through things a little slower because we were living in the virtual world. So we're going to take away more time from kids. We're going to take more time out of classroom learning. The thing that we've been at, the thing that folks have been like, we got to get kids back in the classroom. We got to get them right. learning again. Right. We're going to put a big pause button on it. And we're going to disrupt all of that, especially for a district like yours and lots of districts around the state that have just gone back to being in person. They've just gone back. And so now we're going to go, hey, we're back, but we're going to pause all this and we're going to make you we're going to make you take this testing and we're going to disrupt the relationships you're building, the consistency that you're building in these in these classrooms, just so that you can take a state test that in, uh, in Illinois case, we're not going to even count. Right. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, I know um, the high school, their testing is, they're not, the high school in our, you know, they don't have to take their testing. Their kids just went back this week. Like yeah. this week, they finally have kids in person. I mean, you know, we, we talk about our main fo- number one focus is SEL right now, right? right? The social emotional well-being of our students, their families, our staff that have gone through, you know, everyone has experienced some form of trauma during this pandemic, um, whether you realize it or not. And we talk about that, but then it's like, but we still have to make sure this gets in. Like we've made a focus where, look, just worry about math and reading. We have the, um, oh, what did we call them at the beginning of the year? You know, it was um, your priority standards. Yeah. Look, of all the standards you've got to address and teach, these are the ones we want you to focus on. Right. These are what, and ours were based on, these are what they lost last year. This is what we did not get to last year when we sent everyone home and we weren't even virtually teaching. Right. You know, it's like, so, of course, you know, the, the teachers have done an amazing job to kind of get back on track where they need to be. But when, when for us, at least, we had no instruction on Monday. So every week this year has been a four-day week. The kids have, when we were all virtual, you know, we had them broken up where more of their time was asynchronous learning. Right. As opposed to the synchronous with their instructor. So... I, you know, and I'm almost going to guarantee this test has not been adapted or changed right. to meet the world where we're at right now. And right. That's the thing about, we've always talked about state assessments where they don't meet the kids where they need to be, you know, it's their biases in there and everything. And this now is a, it's a bias against everybody. <laughs> right. You know it's, mean? it's one of those, it's just, it's just that curious thing. Like you're right. Like we've done the same thing. Wednesdays have been an early release all year for us. So we get out two hours early every Wednesday, right? So that's been, you know, at the elementary level, our kids get out two hours early on Wednesday. And then when we were virtual, you weren't, I mean, the same thing happened here. What are the things you absolutely need to cover when we're virtual, right? 
Those are the things you're going to focus in on. And then there's some of the stuff that, you know, you're just like, we just have to put it aside because we're not going to get it. The same thing happened to us last year. We didn't get computers in kid in, in all kids' hands last year. So we gave a lot of packets home. So, right. so, so the part of the school year where you're like foundationally checking where kids are and kind of ticking those final boxes for kids and their learning, we didn't get to do that fourth quarter. So there was a lot of that reteaching and refocusing at the beginning of this year because right. we needed to do that. But this test isn't going to check that reteaching and refocusing. No. It's going to go like, well, how far did you get in this year's standards? Exactly. They're looking at it as we had a normal 1920 school year. We had a normal 2021 right. school year. Here's where, let's see where you're at. And, and that's the assumption. That's the assumption that like you're going to have to make if you think that the, if the data in here is going to actually be real and valid for you, right? That everybody right. had a normal year, but it's not, like I said, it's going to have this asterisk next to it. And we're, it's always going to be that way. And again, this isn't, this isn't me saying like, you know, there, we had Dave Schmidt on and we talked about assessment data and we talked about the idea of like the use of assessment and data and, and how like the real quality assessment that you're doing in your classroom are those formative assessments along right. the way. Right. Check in with your kids. If you're doing, you know, if you're doing those formative assessments with your students to see where they are right now and using that to adjust and drive your instruction, that's the good stuff. Right. This, that's, that's what's going to make a difference. This end of the year state assessment that you're not going to get back until next year. How do you, or, or the summer or whatever it is. And even if you get it before the end of the year, it's, it, you get it after you can make any real moves with your kids. Right. So it doesn't help drive instruction. Right. It's tied to this year that we all know has been a challenge, not just for the academic part of it, but the social emotional part of, of students and teachers and faculty. And we're just going to pile this on. We're going to lose more instructional time, right? We're going to lose, you know, more time to, to build those consistent learning opportunities for kids just so we can go take a test that we know isn't going to do, isn't going to show us anything that's going to right. be useful. And what I, one thing we have to remember to do though, as much as we know that this is kind of a joke and a hoop we're jumping through. And I've learned this when, when the park assessment before it became IAR, uh, you know, when it first came out, the technology issues were, it was horrible. Like we, we spent days not even being, being able to access the test. Um, but if we portray, like as a building leader, if I portray really, which I mean, if anyone listens to this now, they know really, but uh, like if I let them know in my staff, I'm pretty honest. They, they know how I feel, but if we really truly like portray it to our students, how much we think this is a joke and all that. I think we can't do that because it's going to put that in their mind. Like but the every time, time, every time yes. we do this, anytime we ask them to show what they've learned. Right. I, I, I totally agree with that. Right. That this is an opportunity for kids to show what they learn, but we just have to understand that like putting that measuring stick against every other year that this test has been given doesn't make a whole lot right. of sense. Right? Not, not at all. It's, it's, and I don't know. I don't know, Josh. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we no, start ours next week. So yeah. So we're we are we just finished ours at the high school level. We only have one grade level that we used to be all 
uh, freshmen, sophomore, and juniors had all end of course assessments. So they had okay. a, an English and a math assessment, right? Now we're only doing it for one group of kids because of whatever federal law changed, right? That yeah. allowed you not to do it for everybody. But we've been on like a, a weird block schedule. So these kids can do this. Like um, I've had, I had a class today for two and a half hours at a high school level. I, what do you like two and a half hours is an insane amount of time to spend with some kids at a high school level when no one is used to building lessons like that or doing anything, right. like, anything like that. That's at a the, long time. It is now at the elementary level, we, we used to have to have like when these went online, right. When these tests became digital and not pen and pencil and paper, um, we had all these kids had to share carts. And so okay. testing literally took like a month as you kind oh, of, right, as right. you had to pass these carts around full of computers from classroom to classroom. Right. Now that all our kids are one-to-one, you could, the window can be shorter. Right. But you and I also know that now that this is like a digital test, what was the, now, instead of like teaching your kids, like instead of teaching your kids the standards and using your curriculum to, to drive them along, you also have to teach them how to take a test on a computer. Well, and that's the main, yeah, and we, when, and the it system, first, when it you know? first went digital, we said, if, if you, you could know all of your standards and everything that you need to know on this test, but if you right. don't know how to manipulate these tools, right. that's what we, so we were spending, you know, that first year when we had, when it was new to all the kids, right. I remember like when we came back from winter break, our LRC director when the kids would go to their LRC time, she was teaching them how to manipulate the tool, how to bring the compass up and the ruler and text to speech. And if you start to, you know, in, in a, with our test, if you start to test at a low volume, once your test has started, you cannot raise the volume. So we had to teach the kids. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you could log, you'd have to have the teacher pause it, log out. And it's still like that. So it's yeah. like, we have to teach these kids, Hey, these are the tools. I mean, my fourth graders that are going to come in next week and my third graders, both have obviously never taken this because it was canceled right. last year. So, right. so we've had, you know, minimal time to really show them the tools and it's kind of be kind of like, all right, well, here you go. Right. I mean, no, that's, <laughs> I know that we've had teachers who had to use some of their instructional time before the test to show kids what it was going to look like when they right. took the test and how this does this and this button helps with this. And we already like the complaint is already. And I just, I said this, like we're, we've lost instructional time. Yes. So now we're going to lose more instructional time, not just for the test, but then teaching kids how to take the test on a system. Right. Like I just took my, my principalship test and I had to go use a computer to run to, to take my test was on a computer. And I had to go like, I don't, where is where are things what do i click on right. like it, it gave me like a 10 minute tutorial to figure out how to use that system i'm an adult who uses a computer all the time and i was still like what is that what uh, right what do i do with that right, right. And like i just we are we're but here's the one thing if there's a silver lining kids are way more tech savvy now than than maybe true. they would have been before right because they're Very using true. computers all the time so maybe that'll maybe that'll help on this. Like kids are used to the process of using a computers. They've used them a whole lot. 
especially our elementary students who weren't using them all the time, unless they had right. like, uh, unless they had a library or a computer time or right. their, their room had the cart that day or whatever it is, <laughs> you know? So I, but I don't know, man, this is the stuff that's frustrating about education. Cause you know, that, that someone who wasn't an educator said, yeah, we're going to still do the test. Right. And then you nail it on the head. Someone who's not an educator who hasn't been dealing with these ups and downs and multiple transitions and shifting throughout this pandemic yeah. to, to make it work for our kids. I mean, and you know, and this is just another thing. Our teachers in the classroom, our specialists, our paraprofessionals, the administrators, everyone who's going to make this work. Um, kudos to them that they're going <laughs> to, uh, just another thing thrown on yeah. the plate that they're going to be able to do. And they're going to, I guess they're going to make it work and then they're going to pick right back up to what they do best. And, you know, making those relationships, connections and teaching, teaching their kids. So yeah, none so, of you're strong. Right. So you and I have complained about state assessment probably enough uh, yeah. for, for, yeah, today, yeah. For, for today. I'm sure we could talk a whole lot more about how state assessment doesn't really do anything to really help you. Or is it just a, it's, it's a, a benchmark that maybe doesn't need a look. The world didn't end last year when we didn't take state test assessments. Kids, we cut moving on. Kids, kids rolled into their next grade level. Their teachers assessed them there. They learned what they needed and they taught to the strengths and needs of those kids and they supported them the way they needed without a state assessment. Imagine right. that. I think there were a lot of us who thought, like, oh, this will show the world. We don't need them. And I then, think every educator, wah, wah. <laughs> every educator that's still in a school building was thinking, this is the year we, yeah, it's yeah. gone. And then this year it's like, oh, no, it's not. No, no, yeah, we're no, still we, here. We're, we're still lied. here. We're bringing it back. Uh, so, Mike, it wouldn't be the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast if we didn't talk about what we've been listening to. What have you been rocking out to, my man? So this morning, I, I don't know why. I woke up and I had some Stretch Armstrong songs in my head. Oh, so good. And I just threw on Stretch Armstrong. Like it's, you could never go wrong with a Stretch Armstrong record. And you put your Stretch yeah. Armstrong like basketball jersey on yeah. and you, <laughs> right, right. you started picking up change in your living room. Right. It was good stuff. <laughs> there you go. How about you, Josh? You uh, all right. So for me, uh, a uh, our, our, our pal at uh, New Morality Zine just, oh, just keeps so putting out, much just keeps putting stuff. out the good stuff, man. And so uh, a band that, uh, that I really enjoyed, the record they put out last year, they put out an EP uh, out on uh, out on Numerality Zine. It's uh, the band's Colonial Wound. Uh, the album is Degradation. It's three tracks. It's some solid, like good metal, uh, nice. hardcore. Like it is. It's good stuff. It's a it's a great record. You can find it on. You can go pick up a copy. Maybe still. I'm not sure. They were getting pretty low over at Numerality Zine, or you can go listen to it on their Bandcamp or on uh, Spotify. Uh, that's, that's been my jam. I wanted nice. to, I wanted to talk about Jeff Rosenstock's album, but I already made it my pick <laughs> of the week. Uh, and it, that one is, that's, that's a, that's going to be a top of my year album. I don't, I, I don't, it, his album, look, no dream didn't make my top 10 last year. And I think it right. should have, but uh, this year is, it's like a redemption. This album, I feel it's a top 10 album. 
Uh, so, but yeah, that's what I've been listening to. That album on repeat and this Colonial Wound album is 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 good stuff. Three fantastic songs. Awesome. Uh, yeah, man. So, folks, you can you can find all of the episodes on your favorite po- favorite podcast app, or you can go to the website punkrockclassrooms.com. That's where we've got blogs, we've got some poetry by Mike, we've got all the show notes episodes there that you can go check out and listen to. Uh, and if you are a Spotify user or an Apple Podcast user. Follow the show on Spotify so you always know when a new episode comes out or give us a uh, subscribe on on Apple and uh, give us a review on there. Uh, the the help other folks find the show. Um, Mike and I are pretty stoked. We've got a, we've got a pretty rad announcement coming up for the podcast. So yeah, we're, very we're, exciting. We're stoked to share that with everybody. Um, and, uh, you know, th- things things are good. We want we want to thank you all for for tuning in, listening, being a part of the crew with us and joining along. Uh, you can find Mike and I uh, on Instagram and Twitter, uh, the shows at punk classrooms, and you can find Mike at Mike R Earnshaw and you can find me at Josh R Buckley. Follow us, hang out. Let's chat. You know, we always love to talk about punk rock and education. So throw any questions at us there. And I don't ever say this, but I'm going to say it. If you have a question for the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, you want to ask us something. You want to you want to go like, hey, guys, what do you think about this? I would like for us to maybe start doing a little listener mail on some episodes. Oh, I think that definitely. would be fun. So yes. you can message us on it. You can message us on Instagram or on Twitter, but you can email us at punk at punkrockclassrooms at gmail.com. Ask us a question. Let us know what you're what you're what's going on. Uh, and we want to we want to maybe maybe start doing some listener mail on, on the show. So shoot us an email, punkrockclassrooms at gmail.com. And uh, let's, let's start a conversation with the crew, man. Definitely. I think it's a be a good one. Yeah. Looking All right. To it. All right. So everybody, thank you for hanging out with us and we'll see you at the show. At the show.